This is one of the most important things that we're going to learn here. And Rav Gershon Edelstein Shlita, the Rosh Hashiva of Panovich, who the Chazanish told Rav Chaim Kanievsky, Zatzal, to learn with Rav Gershon. Gershon was older than him. He should, he should live and be well. He repeats the story. It's also written down in Maisa Ish, but it, it's written down then, but it's also, he repeats it now constantly to, to try to get people to wake up. Because people come with that kind of an idea that I can't encourage bad behavior. I can't accept it. I can't encourage it. I certainly can't supply it. And the result of that is the kid drifts away and drifts away and they're, and they're okay with that because of this thing in my head that you have to know that I don't approve of, of your behavior and I don't approve of who you are or how you're acting, how you're behaving. And the relationship, which is the only thing that could help them, slides away. So you have a beautiful home and they all come to you. So now we have kids coming to your homes and their parents are angry. You're going ahead and showing them that they're a human being and they're okay. We had a plan. Our plan was that everybody should show them that this is not acceptable behavior and then they're going to change. The only problem is that there's not one Torah source that I've ever found and I have collected over 6,000 that says that. So listen to this story that brings out human nature and how to deal with a Jew and why that doesn't work. There was a father that had a son who was OTD, off the derech. His son said, Dad, I want you to buy me a car. Must have been a wealthy father. The father said, Son, no problem. I agree to buy you the car on one condition, that you don't drive it on Shabbos, on Shabbat. Very normal condition. Anybody who's from would say, of course, well, I'm going to buy you a car, I'm going to put a gun into your hand, Machal Shabbos Befrahesia, is Ka'akum L'chol it's the worst Avera, Befrahesia, you're going to go do it openly, no way that I'm going to do that. So you know what? I'll buy you a car, you drive it Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Friday afternoon, sundown, for 25 hours you don't drive it. Good deal? Very good deal. The kid said, no deal. I want a car and I want to drive it. I'm going to drive it on Shabbos. I'm going to drive it on Yantif. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to drive it on Shabbos and Yantif and I don't want your car otherwise. So what do you, what do, you do? Ask your Rav. Go to your Rav. Go to your Rabbi. Say, what do I do? What do I do? Say, I just heard this story. Ask Rosh Hashivas. Ask Gedalim. What do I do? And most people, and certainly the therapy world will say, oh no, you don't supply him. How could you possibly give him a car that he's going to drive on Shabbos, Mimchal, Shabbos? You should do that. First of all, you don't supply bad behavior. You don't encourage bad behavior and you're not going to be a part of his bad behavior. If he wants to go to Gehenna, then that's his business, but you're not going to assist him and help him get there. And and we could we could do that rant for an hour and a half or six hours or 12 hours with all the fire and brimstone of why that is ridiculous. You're rewarding, good, bad, you're rewarding bad behavior. You're giving mixed messages, number one. Number two, how will he ever come back if he doesn't know that it's wrong? How's he ever going to do tshuva if everybody's saying, oh, we love you the way that you are and we're buying you stuff. You're going to let him have his cake and eat it too? So there's two parts to it. One part is we're not going to help you do something bad. If you're going to eat poison, would I buy you the poison? 
That's ridiculous. And the second thing is, if I ever want him to change, then by supplying him with the sin, he'll never change. Why should he ever change if life is good for him? Most people will say that. When this question reached Rabbeinu the Chazanish, he was meyayetz, he advised the father, he said, Kedai, it's worth it to give the child the car. Why? Kedai, Sheteskadel, Hashpa'asoy, Alav. Four words. In order that your influence should grow over the child. The whole TPL Regalachas. Four words. Now, hold on. First of all, if it would be against the Torah to do this, then it doesn't matter what your reason is. The Chazanish would not tell you to do it. So the first thing is you have to do a halachic analysis to understand that even though it feels wrong, Apitaira, to buy somebody a car that he says, I'm going to drive it on Shabbos, or to buy treif, or all these things. The fact is, it's only one of two things. It's either don't place a stumbling block before a blind person, or it's helping people sin. The tzaddikim and the rabbanim, which we have many, many of them, have said that it's neither of those. So even the, the question that people look at it at first blush, it's for sure halachically wrong, it's not. It's certainly not, and that's not even a question. So why does everybody say not to do it? Not even if it's not halachically wrong, even if they get past that. Hashkafically, that is not the way to deal with a rebel. That is not the way, the way to deal with chinuch, to be mechanach. I have a, a chiyuv to be mechanach and to educate my child. And if I tell him that you're not allowed to do it and he doesn't listen, I'm going to keep on telling him, you're not allowed to do it, you're not allowed to do it. I won't, I won't let you do it. I'm not letting you do it. And from that mindset comes all of the other stuff. You can't come into my house if you're not sanua. You can't come into my house, you have to wear ya- without a yarmulke. You can't bring treif into my house. I'm not going to give you money to buy treif. In other words, there's chinuch, which is a kid is five and six and seven, and you tell him what to do. And then there's when he says, no, I'm out. At that point, chinuch, they think, education, which you're not teaching anything because they know everything already, and they're saying, I'm out, becomes, what is parenting? A power struggle. Parenting is communism. You're, you're gonna eat treif, so then not in my house, not with my money, all of that stuff. You're gonna dress not sneeze, I'm not gonna pay, I'm not gonna supply. Where does all of that come from? Because of what we said before. Same thing, same thing as with the car. Number one, it's bad for you. I'm not gonna help you do bad things. It's, I believe it's bad for your soul. It's bad for your neshama. It's bad for your afterlife. It's bad for this life. No one's gonna get, no one's gonna marry you if you walk around like that. I'm not gonna have any part in anything that I believe is bad for you morally, ethically, spiritually, physically, emotionally. Which parent would? Which parent is gonna go ahead and give poison to their child? If you decide to eat dirt, I'm gonna buy you dirt. And then the second part. That even if I get past the first part, there's the whole second part. I want you to change. And how on earth are you going to change if I'm giving you the message that you're okay? If I'm buying you the miniskirt, if I'm buying you the treif, if I'm buying and I'm supplying it, why would you ever change? Comes the chazanish. And in one second turns us all, everything on our head. It's worthwhile 
to buy the car for the kid. Kidei shetiskadel hashpa'asoy olav. So your influence will grow on him. What does that mean? It means that influence is the only power that makes people change. Not rules, not consequences, not boundaries, not I'm not going to supply you. All those things, they end up lowering your influence. Because those kids are at your house instead of at home. Because those kids think my parents don't like me. I'm not wanted at home. All of that lowers the influence, which is the only thing that makes somebody come back. So if I create influence by buying you a car, because what happens when that father buys the car for the kid? We're buddies. Then you could say, hey, let's go out to eat. And he'll say, okay. Let's go on a trip. He'll say, okay. Let's spend time together. That's okay. And when your relationship, what I call nafshik shurub and nafshik, is so high, you have the highest chance that the person will change his ways. Why? Because that's what influence means. Influence means influencing somebody without talking, without, with not only not without fighting, not only not, not only without arguing, but without even talking about it. Because that's the power of influence. And I saw this happen in front of my eyes in Home Sweet Home year after year. And with TP, that's why we do this. Year after year, kids came into Home Sweet Home eating treif, machal Shabbos. That was the, this, that was the admissions test. Because if you weren't machal Shabbos, you weren't allowed in. And look at the, look at the pictures. Every year they left. It was a year program from 95% of them left, completely shaymateramitsis. None of them went back to drugs. None of them committed suicide. None of them are against Klal Yisrael. None of them are part of these organizations that are against us. They're my friends. So how did I create this influence? How did we, what did we do? You think before they came to Home Sweet Home, nobody tried yelling at them and screaming at them, pleading with them, begging them, learning with them, teaching them. They they went through all these systems. They all went to therapy and psychologists and psychiatrists and rehabs. The, 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 many of them were homeless. Many of them were literally, one was living in a truck, one was living... They all, a year later, they're from? What happened? What's the magic? We had no shachris, we had no mincha, we had no marav. There was nothing religious that you have to do. You have to come to my house for Shabbos and enjoy the food and sleep 20 hours and they would go out for a walk, and I had little kids at home from four years old up. This went on for 12 years, 11, 12 years. They grew up with it, and they saw the kids go out after the fish and after the soup. And when they were little, they would say, why do they go out so much? Why do they go out? I said, well, they're very health conscious. They go for a walk in between each course. And then eventually they would look outside when they got older and say, oh, He's smoking. I said, yeah. And I didn't think that that was going to make them want to smoke. And when we were makar of them, with ropes of love, my kids got so strong because they saw them abandon all of the craziness and be like us. So many of them put on hats, black hats, like I wear. Why? Why would you go? I'm very happy you should be Shomer Shabbat. I'm very happy you should eat kosher. They wanted to be like me and the volunteers. What, because we're so amazing? No, because we don't judge you. We were the group that took you in and said, we don't want anything from you except 
be happy. And they learned more from that than any Musa Shmuzin and any Chabad guy that could say, did you put on tefillin? On their own, they started saying, I want to put on tefillin. On their own, their tefillin started to resurface. On their own, they started to keep Shabbos. I watched this happen time after time, over and over, and all we did was have fun with them. We put them in a structure. They wrote the rules, which was interesting. We need a lot of seyata deshmaya. We had a lot of seyata deshmaya. But the bottom line is, where did the ruchnius come from? The volunteers who came at night, they should be gebenched. Every night I had four or five volunteers come, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and take them out for fun. And after a couple of weeks, in the beginning it's awkward, and after a couple of weeks, eight, nine, ten weeks, they just wanted to be like us. They're giving up their, their, their cell phones, they're, they're giving up Facebook, they're giving up, they're changing, they're, they're, oh, tzitzis are popping up, everything happened. Because the medicine for spiritual struggle is love, is acceptance, is influence. And every Chabad person, or every... Uh, whoever else is Makarv, or Samech, Isha Torah, knows that if you don't smile and like the person who comes to you, and you start criticizing them, you're not going to be Makarv anybody. It begins with a smile, and it ends with a smile. As soon as you criticize, the Kesher is broken. They're not coming back. The only difference is that when somebody doesn't know anything, then when they're smiling and you're smiling, they're going to ask you questions and you can tell them and they'll be like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, i got to wash my hand this way? Because they don't know and it doesn't hurt them. Our kids, it's so much easier. You don't have to teach them anything. They know more than you do. They had the education system that you paid $200,000 for. There's no missing information over here. So all you have to do is the great, is the easy part, is the fluff part, which is, the important part, which is smile and have fun and don't criticize and don't look. You're wearing yarmulke. Where's your, where's your tzna? Yeah, the more that they're not from, the more love they need, the more fun they need in their lives, the more they need klal Yisrael, mom, dad, aunts, uncles, neighbors, everybody has to be nice to them. It's so simple. And people take a simple concept of just being nice and saying, hey, what's up, buddy? Come on in. How's it going? And because, of course, because it's hard and painful when it's your kid. And they start saying, wait, wait. The Chazanish was wrong. I have to tell him it's wrong. I can't just let him do it. I can't buy him a car. Because then how will he ever know? There is no power of influence. I have to stop him. I have to be in a war with him. Chazanish was wrong. I'm not going to supply bad behavior. I'm not going to go ahead and condone bad behavior. I'm not going to encourage bad behavior. None of that's going to happen. Who told you that? So you have a Chazanish, and on the other side you have who? Who? Mr. Magoo. Who? Nobody. Nobody. People who went to school and learned from Dr. Phil and from the, the therapy world, how do they know what to do? Are they doing so great? They studied and they did research on Gaim, not on your kids. First of all, our kids, spiritually speaking, we are Rachmanim, B'nai Rachmanim, we are Maminim, B'nai Maminim, we are Rachmanim, Baishanim, Gaim Lechasadim, we have a Chelek Elkamimal, Mamish, we're a piece of God. So how could you do tests on a, on a monkey and compare it to a human? How could you do tests on, on a guy and compare it to a Jew? We have, we believe that we have 
different things about us, of personalities, that we want to be good, and that if somebody is not good, it's because they were pushed to the ground. Every Jew says that Lechavitcher, the Nesiva Shalom brings down from the Lechavitcher, every Jew who call Yehudi who come Yahalayim, every Jew is a diamond, and even if it falls in the Shmutz, it doesn't change its essence. And we have Midrashim that say that. Yisrael Afal Pishachat Yisrael who there's a million, million majority. Do we believe this? Or we don't believe it. We believe that our kids are different. That's number one. Number two, even if we're totally the same as Gentiles. However, you grow up in our family structure, they're already different. You can't compare somebody who grows up with a mother and a, and a father and aunts and uncles and neighbors and a community system and a school system with kids on the block and 30 kids in their class and everybody's the same and cousins and grandparents and a whole family tree that everybody is a certain way. We have a lot of power in that, even without the spiritual component. There's a lot of power in that. And the roots that we have that go hundreds of years that they tried to kill us and murder us and, and, and we're, we exist and all of this structure and cousins and community and events and festivals and holidays. A guy, a typical guy has 1.3 kids and they grow up and many times they don't know who the father is and many times they don't know who, who the grandparents are. They're, they're so watered down in, in roots. That's not because I think we're better than them. That's the way it is. So how could you do research on them and expect that research? You're risking your life, the life of our kids on this. And it's very tough because I spoke to from therapists and they don't know what to do because they're training. And the reason you go to them and give them money for the plaque on the wall, right? All the training that they have is you're not allowed to supply you can't, it, it would be the same as tell, the opposite of the Chazanish. No, you can't buy a car. Over there, they don't care because it's about Tyra. But when it comes to things that they care about, the concept is you can't supply. But the relationship is going to get less. Doesn't matter. You can't supply. Don't confuse them. It's, it's, um, rewarding bad behavior. It's sending mixed signals. All this kind of stuff. On the other hand, they're from. And if they know, a lot of them don't even know, but if they know, there's a chazanish. Pull them in with ropes of love, and that's what you're doing. He's telling you, this kid is a walking advertisement for TP. He says, since you started getting help, I'm so happy. Our relationship is so great. Everything is so wonderful. And you didn't have that, even though you're nice people, for years. He's floating away because, no, I can't. We don't. We can't. We don't. And now you got the relationship. And influence flows through the relationship to the degree that you have the nafshikshur benafshe relationship, the more influence you have. Simple. And they shut down the whole operation by saying, no, my house, because I wear a yarmulke, because we're from, therefore you, even if you're an atheist, you now have to dress like me. That's called respect. Who told, why, why are you doing that? Why, who told you that? How about respect means that you don't wear a yarmulke because I'm respecting the fact that you're not from. Respecting people for who they are means that we respect you for who you are. Why? Because if I don't respect you for who you are and you have to dress up for me, that's not a relationship. 
And then what goes through their mind is, I can't wait to get out of here. Just like I would not want to sit here wearing a strimal, right? Imagine if you're all Hasidish and Satmar and you say, well, we're all Satmar, so respect means that if you're going to come to speak to us on a Matzah Shabbos, we're all wearing a strimal. You have to wear a strimal. So, and you know what? Maybe I would do it because I'm healthy enough to do it. I'm not forced to do it. But it definitely wouldn't make me like Satmar. But guess what? Even if I would do it, and it would make me like Satmar, but it's not home. Home can't be a place where I'm forced to dress and act and behave not like who I am. Home can't be a place where I go outside and everybody thinks I'm just dandy and great. Like you say, all his friends, puppies, wonderful, sweet, nice kids, and they're not welcome at home because they don't want to conform. If they conform, listen to this, if they conform, then you lose out on the relationship which is not real anymore and that loses out on the potential influence. I don't want them to conform because if I have to dress up for you to like me, you don't really like me. So I go outside, I take off my yarmulke, everybody thinks I'm great, uh, the skirt goes up, everybody thinks I'm great, I eat trafe, everybody thinks I'm great, I come home, I behave like Beisiakov girl, let's say. And you say, I love you, you're the best. It's not me. I don't feel it inside me. It's a fake relationship. It's not real. And therefore, if it's not a real relationship, you, you don't accomplish influence. So all of that, that the parents say, ah, look, wonderful, look at my beautiful family. And even though one of them is a faker, but he, he looks like everybody else, wonderful, come to the wedding, wears a yarmulke and a suit, he dressed up like everybody else, Baruch Hashem, she came to the wedding, she's wearing nice clothing, I'm the happiest person in the world. I understand why you want to do it, but I want to heal the kid. And the way you heal people is by accepting them as they are. Why? Because those of you who are doing it, if you do it, it is good. You will see that they now are relaxed around you. And yet it's not easy watching your kid eat a tray for pizza without a yarmulke on or even with a yarmulke on and sitting there not sneeze. And it's not easy. But none of this is easy it's a matter of doing the things that we want to create influence so they'll want to be like us. And this helps them emotionally, which is why we don't have kids committing suicide and jumping and, and hurting themselves. This, is, this creates help for them physically to be strong, and Be'ezus Hashem psychiatrically, which we've proven, and it's the best thing spiritually, so we win, 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 win. And it all comes from four words of the Chazanish. Today, Anything that creates influence is the biggest mitzvah in the world because that connection is what saves them from all the bad in the world and it saves them spiritually. I had such nachas last night, Hanukkah, we always have hundreds of people sending me pictures of their kid lighting Hanukkah to the first time in a few years. And if you're not part of that group yet, next year that should be you. Kids who were allergic, who they'd rather have a Christmas tree than a Hanukkah Manaira, and they're lighting. Hundreds of them. Hundreds of them. 
כדי שתסגדלו השפעה עשוי עליו, אני לא אלרגיק אנימור. ואיתן שתקס את זה, זה ממש, אתה צריך להתחיל את זה, זה טרף, זה דנגרס, וזה הסיבה שיש לנו קולטור של תאוזנים של ילדים שאוהבים אותנו, שאוהבים לתת לנו קומוניטיות, none of our kids are a part of that those are kids who are dying for influence dying for acceptance and and it's empty they're dry they're dry so you run away from that and this is the way we live our life and anybody who thinks differently besides like if you don't know why shouldn't our default be let's trust the Hazanish and the other hundred rabbi and let's say the same thing let's just that's the way we live it's calm it's peaceful it's We ask a Rav, everybody has a Das Tairi, if you have a question, what am I allowed to do, what am I not allowed to do? And those words are words to live by. You all have the highest Hashpah influence on your kids. You can't have a bigger influence than what you're doing because you're soaking them in acceptance, in real acceptance and love and fun. And for your son, how long are you here? Since April, so April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, seven months, eight, eight, nine months, and he is so happy, and he's going on trips with his daddy in mid-twenties. Everybody says, oh, my kid doesn't want to go with me. If you give them real acceptance, they would love to go with you. They would love to go with you. Is it easy going and seeing a restaurant and... and, and And watching him eat trape, not easy. But the real not easy part is knowing that he's going to eat on Yom Kippur and doing everything that you can to keep him healthy and happy and functional and to get back that Yom Kippur. And if not this year, next year or two years ago. When you don't do that, you're over a level of naiver lesitin mechshel. Everybody says, I can't give you the car because it's lef naiver. No. Not giving the car... Then you're then you're causing somebody to stumble Baduk Omunusa it is proven Rebgerson Edelsin Schlita the Rashiva Panovich said it which he's a big enough authority that we can believe it look at the Peliates over 200 years ago said it and just look around at what's happening and how much extra rebellion fighting cursing screaming anger pain all of that that we don't have here with our way is is caused by the parents who are not supplying, who are against the Torah, not supplying, and they are because you're causing the child to stumble, to be in more pain, and to sin more, and to sin for longer amounts of time. Your testimony of that, how many of you are, and we have hundreds that are testimonies of that. You could fight, you could scream, you could argue, you could beg, you could plead. The relationship gets further and further away, More sin, longer amount of time. Or you can do this. Closer, 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 closer. Less sin, more chance of tshuva, more chance of stability, more chance of mental health, and all the things that we daven for. Kedai, Shetaskadel, Hashba'asai, Alav. We should get t-shirts. <laughs>